You are listening to the Shredcast. No tendies, baby. Yeah. It's the health code for snowboarders. Let's send it. All right, welcome to the Shredcast. Today we have Kai, or better known as the Butter Dojo on Instagram, um, also on TikTok, I think, right? Yeah, TikTok okay, too. Perfect. And YouTube, I think. Yeah, definitely go check them out. We'll we'll have all of those linked down below. But um, so Kai here is an amazing snowboarder who specializes mainly in butter tricks. So if you're really interested in freestyle riding, but the park isn't necessarily your thing and you really want to do like more ground tricks and get buttery and spinny and all those kinds of things, like this man is your dude because I suck at those things too. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely be learning from him today. So uh, what we really want to start with is just tell me about yourself. Like what is your business? Who are you? What do you do? Like what is all of that? Okay. So the Butter Dojo was kind of created to bring the Japanese style of ground tricking and um, butter tricks over to not just America, but to like the English speaking world, because I feel like it's such a unique style. It's so expressive. The best way I could describe it is like dancing on the snow mm -hmm. and being able to like express yourself on that way on the mountain is like one of the most exhilarating feelings ever yeah. and i kind of want to share that with other people and my business is kind of like up in the air right now because i just started all this like oh. it's super new to me that's like crazy. it's all like you just started how long ago uh i think i started my account so i started committing to posting every day november 15th around there like Last a few year. months yeah. few, oh my god that's so crazy. every day i was like i was just gonna post one thing and then we'll see what happens and then yeah it kind of just blew up really fast yeah that's so wild i think it's like the grace of god because i've been put in the right position at the right time mm. like if all these things in my life didn't line up like if i didn't have the financial freedom to go snowboarding a lot and to like pursue this passion of mine with my all my heart then i wouldn't have the opportunity to be at the level i am right now mm -hmm. and then also like this past year i feel like everybody who really likes snowboarding has been bombarded with these images of these japanese snowboarders doing some crazy things yeah it's on their super board. cool i definitely catch myself like like finding one and then just scrolling on it yeah. all day being like dang i wish i could do that <laughs> so so at once the out you know the algorithm once you like watch cer yeah. a certain thing they push that same content to you so everybody's been like seeing all these images especially these newer snowboarders that aren't too interested in the park yet or they feel like the park is a little too intimidating and maybe even like older snowboarders because like i feel like my dem age demographic for my followers is a little bit older they're mm -hmm. like 28 to 34 so they're kind of like on the older side where they no longer want to like take that risk of going into the park and breaking bones or yeah. like wrecking themselves but they still want to do some sort of freestyle and then they've been seeing all these japanese videos so i think i was kind of like placed in the right time i was already pursuing it and then i had the ability to kind of teach some of the tricks i've already learned and that's why it's kind of been blowing up but my main focus, I think, would kind of be similar to yours, where you want to educate people on how to build a better body, how to build a better mind, how mm -hmm. to build a better spirit. Mm -hmm. Like, all these things need to work together. 
and that's why I kind of went with the dojo name because a dojo is not just where you learn a skill like a martial art. It's where you learn like life skills, men mental skills, like f mental philosophies or even like spiritual philosophies where these things can not only help you in this aspect of this discipline, but it can also help you like realize you can accomplish anything in life because like ground tricking is really hard. But I feel like when people realize that all you need to do is practice a little bit every day and then you slowly work towards that, commit towards that, mm -hmm. then you can accomplish like really crazy things over like a long period of time. Yeah. And that really goes with like everything, whether it's yeah. just fitness, whether it's snowboarding, whether it's something like completely out of that realm, like what you always say is like repetitions, like getting enough reps in and like yeah. that really is just what it is like. You're never going to be good at something. In fact, the second you start something, you're going to suck at it. And you're going to continue to suck at it until one day you stop sucking at it. Yeah. And that's just how life works. So yeah, I love I, that. I also, I also feel like there's no end to the sucking. Like That's true. Once you suck at, like, once I learn a new skill or, like, a new trick, I'm sucking at that trick yeah. until I put in enough reps. Yeah. Like, everything, every single trick is, I'm going to suck. Like, and when I'm good at one trick, there's going to be another trick. Yeah, you always want to learn. So you we're just always going to, you have to be, fall in love with the fact that you're going to suck and you're okay with the sucking. And yeah. I feel like it's only at that time when you fall in love with the sucking and also the pain mm -hmm. and the suffering, yeah. that's when you can actually like grow a lot because then those things, you're no longer running away from those things. Yeah, you're finding joy in the pain and suffering. Yeah. That's awesome. Exactly. So... We kind of touched on this a little bit, but you mentioned God and you use a lot of the terms like aloha and a lot of the stuff that you do. So yeah. I just found out you're not actually from Hawaii, but if you want to like tell people like what is aloha to you, what does that mean? And how does that kind of fit into like your teachings and what you tell everyone? Yeah, that's a good question. So the term aloha it has been is so broad because I'm not I'm not really Hawaiian, but I'm, I just learned like kind of the basics of what aloha means so the word ha means your your breath mm -hmm. and aloha almost means acknowledging your breath so your presence mm -hmm. kind of like the word um, namaste is means i acknowledge the light within you aloha is kind of the same thing i acknowledge this presence of breath because the, pres the breath is life mm -hmm. so i acknowledge this like divine life within you it's almost like a word a way of greeting and it's also a way of showing love because if you acknowledge the divinity within someone else then you can like kind of act out of a place of love for each other because you you acknowledge that you guys are both like part of something bigger mm -hmm. you guys are both like divine yeah. and that will kind of make you guys just treat each other better yeah. in my opinion yeah. so that's like kind of my understanding of aloha it means like hello goodbye that's like the traditional thing but also mean it's like a greeting of spirits mm -hmm. in a way okay that's, for sure. that's kind of what i what i could describe it as. yeah and that kind of fits into your whole like dojo realm and like a lot of the japanese teachings in a way and kind of what you want to bring to people like in what you do yeah so i have like core tenets of the butter dojo that I'm slowly pushing out to people mm -hmm. like the first tenet that I'm pushing out right now to my followers is emptying your cup mm -hmm. and that kind of will 
segue into many other things because a lot of people they have like this especially me like me too like when i first started snowboarding i had this ego yeah. in me that i thought i was good <laughs> we all do <laughs> yeah but, but i thought i was like doing something really cool but like you know later on you check your footage you're like oh my god yeah like, wow that was bad <laughs> i look like that or you know you don't take the time to focus on the fundamental movements mm -hmm. and yeah your ego gets checked a lot when you get hurt like you think you could go on a jump your third week of snowboarding and then you end up like going feet up first and like falling on your butt and hitting your head yeah. like that was me like i thought i was ready for stuff that i wasn't ready for yeah so anyways we're kind of like off off tangent over there but <laughs> yeah Alo aloha kind of just makes me go back to that place where like I want i need to treat everyone with respect mm -hmm. and honor yeah and every single person that i come across i could either help in some way or learn from in some way mm -hmm. and that's kind of like my driving philosophy on the mountain where i can share my love my knowledge and also my passion and i could also build a community of people that want to not only like just be good at snowboarding themselves but also share that joy with other people because that's kind of my vision like i want people to be able to like come on the mountain and like have such a great time mm -hmm. and share that with other people so that this community gets better and bigger and bring love back into this snowboarding community because i feel like i don't know if it's just like socal snowboarding or if it's just like there's a lot of like localism sometimes yeah there's also like the i don't want to like talk bad about park people but sometimes like they I'll come for me <laughs> yeah they'll they'll like you know they'll, they'll like attack me or like attack other people or they'll like spray people on the mountain so i feel like there just needs to be more love that's brought back into snowboarding so other people can also enjoy yeah. and that's why i'm trying to build bring the spirit of aloha yeah back into the sport yeah i agree i always try to tell people that like every single trick is cool it might be the most beginner trick but like if that's yeah. the first time that someone's ever has done that like that's sick like yeah. good for them like they're trying you know like you don't yeah. need to get down on people for like their first time ever doing an ollie like even if it's not the best like they're trying yeah. they're out there they're 100%. trying to progress and like that's all you could ever ask for mm -hmm. so yeah i agree i love that idea of community um so when did you start snowboarding i started snowboarding like five years ago when i was I'm 29 now. I started when I was 24 and the my my snowboarding journey like began and ended very very fast because <laughs> my friend his name is John, he 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 snowboarded before me and he took me snowboarding and we went to Mount High mm -hmm. in in California. Yeah. And then the first run we go on, he just takes me straight to the top of the mountain. Hey, my friend did the exact same thing to me. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Yeah, I had no idea. I've never ridden a board, yep. <laughs> any board in my life. I didn't even know how to like barely strap into my boots. Like I was using rental gear, which is not the best. Like yep. you don't have good control. And yeah, I didn't know how to do anything. Like yep. he just took me to the top and it was night boarding. Oh, man. and it was like in socal so it was ice hard at yeah. night so i don't even remember if i had fun 
I just remember that I was messed up yeah. by the end. Like yeah, I, could, I bet. I was like bruised everywhere. My yeah, I couldn't even get out of bed the next morning. Same. So my knees were so messed up from my first day of snowboarding. Just yeah. like really trying to like get that toeage and just bodying myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just fell down the mountain the whole night. So I don't know even know like if I went snowboarding for a while after that. Mm-hmm. I think I just kinda like it was a good experience. I remember I had fun and it was a good experience, but I didn't plan to continue because it was just like super hard. And it wasn't until like a little bit like later on. I think it was like when my girlfriend at the time we broke up mm-hmm. and I wanted to go do something. I don't know if it's to hurt myself, but also to like get away. Mm-hmm. And that's when I really started pursuing snowboarding. Like I went as much as I could yeah. and I bought my own gear. And is that when you started doing butter tricks? Um so at first, when I first started snowboarding, I didn't even know about butter tricks. Mm-hmm. I kind of just like did what other everybody else did. We like went fast. Yep. Like bomb mountains, you know. And that actually led me to the one of the times like I almost died because mm-hmm. I was bombing down a mountain. And I think yeah, I was filming my friend, and I was not at the level I should be filming yet. Like yeah. Filming is actually really hard. It's really hard. <laughs> and he had like this new GoPro stick that was like super long. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it just threw me off balance. So we were like bombing down the hill and we were going, we were trying to like hit top speed that day. <laughs> so we we're going like, I think pushing 50 miles per hour, mm-hmm. 40, 50 around there, super fast. And then we we're supposed to be taking this turn down this black at mount high and then we're supposed to like lock into our toe edge i didn't even know how to lock into my toe edge we're just going our toes (laughs) and we're supposed to make this turn and then while i was making that turn i got scared and i kind of like tried to stop kill some speed and then as i tried to kill some speed since it was so icy like i started chipping i don't know if you ever had that sensation like you're like chipping and then like my board slid out completely Mm -hmm. lost control and then I slid at high speed directly towards this four by four pole. Jeez. And miraculously, somehow I pulled the board like right in between and then I hit it right on. And that was the last thing I remembered. I hit the board and then when I came, I don't know why I blacked out or maybe just got erased from my memory, but when I came back into like awareness, I hit, I was like in the trees so I heard someone yell like oh my god like are you okay from the ski lift and yeah like the first thing I'm like checking my whole body like making sure like all my legs are good and then um I felt like I was good I unstrapped I, I walked out and yeah when I got back to the top the 4 by 4 pole like was shattered and like the people were already coming, like the ski patrol, and then they're like, "Wow, I've never seen a pole shatter like this, like a four Was by the four. Board broken. So my board cracked, but it didn't break. That's crazy. That's yeah. wild. But the pole broke. But the pole broke. The four by four <laughs> pole shattered. That's like crazy. it was in pieces, and then 
Yeah, even after hitting the tree, because I hit a tree dead on. Like, I hit the trunk of a tree. Yeah. And my board still held. And, yeah, like, that was, I feel like that was one of the moments. That was the second time in my life. God saved my life. Because on my board, the graphics on my board is save the humans. <laughs> and it literally saved me. Yeah, and true. Yeah, that was, like, a crazy, crazy experience. Because after that, I kind of had this fear of going fast. Yeah. And because I had this fear of going fast, this led me to want to do some like butter tricks. And then mm -hmm. I saw Ryan Napton's videos. Yeah. Like, he was like doing nose rolls and like like carving. Carving is actually what I wanted to learn first. Yeah. I wanted to learn how to carve. And watching him and his videos, it really inspired me. Like, wow, that looks so fun. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to go to the park because I had like, this park is scary. This crazy experience, <laughs> yeah. I, I just got scared. So I just wanted to stay on the ground. And that's how I got into yeah, carving. And then carving led into butters. And then it was later on that I started hanging out with my cameraman that mm -hmm. films for me right now. Mm -hmm. His name is Ernest. He's the guy that showed me all these Japanese borders on Instagram. And like that's how this whole thing started. That's so cool. So, yeah, I really started pursuing... Um, ground tricks for maybe like two and a half two and a half years now so like wow three seasons you've progressed an insane amount for only doing it for about two and a half seasons well thank you <laughs> but i actually feel like compared to japanese guys my progression is pretty slow yeah because i've talked to a couple japanese guys that I've been following mm -hmm. and I kind of look up to because I've been asking like all these Japanese guys if they can train me mm -hmm. and there's this one guy he says he he's only been born in three years but he boards 90 days mm -hmm. a season yeah so and they have like they have like a community there already so everyone's progressing at such a fast rate yeah like they have friends that are good so then the friends just like show them what to do yeah. or like they can see in person like how to do it and then yeah they learn super fast so i feel like my progression is actually really slow because i had to figure out a lot of these things just from trial and error mm -hmm. and also like looking at videos yeah and like slowing them down frame by frame and yeah. like looking exactly like what is his arm doing yeah or like what if it, what is his left arm what is his right arm doing what is his like shoulder doing yeah so like breaking it down like really really small and then trying it out looking at my own footage like mm -hmm. critiquing that so it's been a process yeah that's yeah. the right way to progress though because a lot of times like what i caught myself in is i wanted to do all these things and i wanted to try all the stuff and it typically was park riding and i mean i was riding 90 to 110 days a season typically Dang. and I was not progressing at all, even though I was riding with people that were better than me because I wasn't doing that. Like, I was just like, oh, I'll just bomb this hill and then I'll go into the park and I'll try this trick I've never tried before. And I don't really know what my body's supposed to do or mm -hmm. if I have the strength to do it, I'll just send it and hurt myself. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's typically what a lot of people do is they're just like, I'll just try it. We'll just do it. And then the worst happens. Yeah. Or even if the worst doesn't happen, like I found myself, sometimes I could do the trick. Sometimes I couldn't. It was just very inconsistent because I wasn't like actually learning it. I was just getting lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we get lucky on a trick and we think we got it in the bag. But... Yeah. And then you try it again. <laughs> you're like, just kidding. I don't have that. <laughs> yeah. So you kind of mentioned, um, and I don't know if 
anyone listening like watches him and like follows him if you don't you definitely should but you do a lot of like snowboard training um off snow training and then like re- more recently you've been talking about like fitness stuff for it so yeah how did that come about and how did you use that to help yourself progress yeah so i think when i first started my ground trick journey i did everything on this on snow i didn't practice off snow at all and then because i follow so many of these um ground trickers in mm-hmm. japan like they my whole feed is just different ground trick guys and then last season around summer mm-hmm. so last year 2022 wait at yeah, 2022 in the summer i saw these guys practicing on the grass and they're doing like like different combo tricks and basically like they did a bunch of grass training there's this one guy his whole feed was just like grass training so i was like oh my god that that makes so much sense like why don't i practice doing the movement off snow first and maybe that helped me so then i started doing like off snow training started breaking down i basically followed everything that guy did mm-hmm. just like broke down his movements and like copied them and i realized that oh shit like i first seen again my body strong i can't even hold my press i can't even hold i can't even like jump with my board like my jump with my board feels really unnatural so i had to first break it down even smaller so mm-hmm. that's kind of how my philosophy is right now for snowboarding like you take a complicated movement and you break it down small if that's still difficult break it down smaller like if you can't do a 180 do a 90 if you can't do a 90 do a 45 but yeah. at least like break it down smaller so you can accomplish that first movement give yourself a small win and so training off snow really has helped me progress like like exponentially cuz mm-hmm. i didn't have any dance background i didn't have any sort of like board sports background so these movements were really complicated for me mm-hmm. and because i think like growing up i was kind of like a sh- very shy person to begin with so i didn't really have like this expressive body movements like built into my body yeah. and my mind muscle connection was not that great i worked out but you know working out is like only in these static yeah like one dimension i don't they're not, i don't know if they're one dimensional but you know these <laughs> these like set movements yeah. so i didn't really have body control or body coordination which mm-hmm. was really important and most importantly like leg coordination cuz that's a lot of what ground tricking is yeah like being able to control stuff with your legs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the off snow training just really really helped me build up the strength, the coordination, and also the confidence that now I know I could do this movement on the ground. Mhm. So, when I take it to the slopes, like I'm much more willing to try it yeah. and I actually know like I could do this movement already. I just yeah. need to figure out how to do it while sliding. Exactly. And, like that's truly what I focus on. So like obviously I do a lot more like weight training and movements, but they're functional training specifically so that it's not just that basic curl or that basic squat. It's taking yeah. in the movements that you actually need and all the different muscles that you need through a movement that you might encounter in snowboarding and strengthening those muscles so that you have the strength to do them but like you said you're also gaining confidence and you know that your body can actually handle this so that when you go to the mm-hmm. snow you're a lot less likely to like 
be too scared to do something or like you're going to send it anyways and then you're scared so then you do something wrong or you back off slightly and like that's just exactly how you're going to hurt yourself so Mm -hmm. I love that you said that about confidence because I don't think people really realize how much confidence you gain if you break something down all the way to its basics and you just like really test your body first because that's what snowboarding is like unlike a lot of other sports there you have a lot of other people to worry about and like this is just you yeah so like you have to take care of your body your mind your connection to everything and yeah. like really focus on your board being a segment of your body and like yeah. how does that work a hundred percent like how do you be one with your board how do you make this board an extension of your body and that that's what off snow training on the grass really 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 does because it becomes part of your legs like mm-hmm. you can flex the board like you know the flex of your board you know how to walk with your board you know how to like jump with your board yeah. so super important and another thing you just mentioned like taking care of your body like snowboarding is such an extreme sport like i feel like a lot of people don't realize yeah how extreme it is yeah. like the amount of pressure um when you're going down the hill is exponentially multiplied like there's a lot of pressure being put on your joints yep. on your muscles and I was plagued with knee pain for a long time, yep. a long, long time. I had like knee pain, like in my patellar, patellar, patellar tendon, yeah, tendon. Mm-hmm. and then it was just like constantly inflamed every time I would go snowboarding. Yeah. It would just hurt after, and it wasn't until I really developed uh, where I found like a strength training routine mm-hmm. and also program that focuses on strengthening your ligaments mm-hmm. and tendons yep. and also like the surrounding muscles around that joint to support that those tendons and ligaments until and like help basically like help everything here try to be bulletproof as possible it wasn't yeah. until then that my pain kind of like subsided it's, yeah. i still get pain a little bit and i still i think it's because i'm not like super 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 consistent on mm-hmm. season yeah when i like when a season starts like i kind of stopped training <laughs> but yeah it wasn't until i i really built up my tendon strength mm-hmm. that i became like a lot more athletic and yeah. i was able to improve a lot better yeah and i know some people are probably listening to this and being like well how do you do that i have yeah. knee pain so i just want to Obviously, you can talk about your experience. What I do want to tell people is there's a lot that goes into specifically knees, um, but you want to make sure that you're working full range of motion. That's going to be key yeah. because uh-huh. a lot of people, they're like, oh, I have knee pain, but when I'm snowboarding, I'm only in this squat, so I'm going to do more squats, but you're, that's not going to fix your knee pain if now you only have strength in that really short range of motion. Yeah. You have to be going in and out of it. You have to be focusing on power in and out of it. You have to be focusing on your concentric which is your slow downward movement into it and there's a lot more that goes into that but um that's how you really strengthen tendons and ligaments is doing those eccentric movements and then those powerful concentric movements and just like teaching your muscle and your ligaments how to hold on to that strength yeah and another side uh mentioned to that is if it's something you want to do is supplementing with collagen because that is the main protein inside of our tendons and ligaments and we don't really get blood flow into those areas so if you do tear one of them it is so much harder to heal because they don't have that blood flow going to them so building up the protein inside of those is really helpful as well yeah i definitely think i need to get on some collagen yeah (laughs) or some sort of 
I think it was like glycosine or something. Mm-hmm. Like, Glycogen. Glyc- That's like our body's energy stores. No, no. There's like some. I I just watched like this tendon video. I forget, but there's like two. <laughs> there's like two things that you need to like supplement to elastin, possibly. That's another part of our ligaments. Anyways. <laughs> but yeah, tendon strength super important. Like yeah. tendon, I feel like that is something that if you if you have extensive knowledge about something really cool that you could put out there because a lot of people focus on muscles yeah but muscles actually don't really contribute to like the peak athletic ability you need yeah. strong tendons you need strong like athletic like strong flexible also like high tension tendons yeah. like so in ground tricking that's super important because we're putting our knees in like a really weird position sometimes yeah so having that range of motion that sideways um rotation in our knees which is typically how people tear their knees is through that rotation because they don't have that strength through that so being able to strengthen that is so crucial super crucial but on the flip side like it's so amazing what the human body can do if you put it through consistent load but also at a at a slow pace like your body will adapt yep and it'll grow, grow, become stronger, and it'll adapt to the new resistance, and then it can become, like, your tendons will become super strong if you slowly train them. Yep. And yeah, it's super cool. And you won't get hurt. So. <laughs> In theory, <laughs> there's always a chance of getting hurt, but yeah. Um. So yeah. you do actively work out for snowboarding, which was my next yeah. question, which is super cool. Um, I kind of wanted to bring it back <clears throat> to style. Um. So you were mentioning style earlier with your tricks and like basically bringing style into snowboarding so let's talk fit and then also talk snowboarding because (laughs) we all know your snowboarding fits are fire and you're super into the baggy clothes which i am too so what is that like what brought you into baggy clothes like into (sighs) snowboard style like is that something you've always done or that's actually a really good question (laughs) um so fit has always been it's not always been on the forefront like mm-hmm. of my of my um snowboarding but ever since i got sponsored by this company it definitely has helped because mm-hmm. they've they like given me this ability to kind of play around with my fit because they gave me a bunch of free clothes but baggy clothes i feel like is super useful in a lot of ways because it's more free-flowing it's not as like tight as a lot of the american brands are like you could actually wear protective gear under and not rip it because that's how that's what happened to my previous like bibs like i would rip all my bibs like down the middle Mm -hmm. because they're too tight when i wear my when i wear my like butt pads and when i'm falling a lot just just not built for it yeah so yeah the fit has been and also like for some reason like once you like look good you kind of like do good good. yeah Yeah, it's it's kind of strange (laughs) it's also like because it's like a mental thing yeah Yeah. it's an it's a mental thing but then also like if you feel good in how you look and you're kind of like it it brings in snowboard culture in my opinion like snowboard culture can mean a lot of different things for a lot of different people but being someone who's really into freestyle as you are and i am i don't know i feel like fit kind of does come into that a lot and if you watch like the pros and stuff like they have all these cool things that they wear that just it, it kind of elevates your snowboarding yeah. a little bit because at the end of the day it's almost like 
snowboarding is a form of expression yes so the fit is also a form of expression and really shout out to special guests like mm -hmm. they make some really 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 good colors like mm -hmm. i love the colors that they make and also like the style of the clothing because one of like the thing i like to wear the most is like this jacket that's open and mm -hmm. it feels like a cape yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> it feels like a cape when you're like flying down the mountain. Yeah. So it kind of adds to like the feeling of like yeah. flying. Yeah. So I almost always wear cool. a vest that's open. So yeah. I get what you're saying. I love that. Yeah. So then let's touch a little bit on like snowboarding as an expression and its yeah. style. Like what, how do you use butter tricks and like what got you into saying like, yeah, going down the mountain really fast is cool. But like, how do I bring myself and my self-expression into the sport? Hmm. So, for me, recently snowboarding, like the butter, the whole buttering thing, it really, really became a form of self-expression when I had encounters with God on the mountain. Mm -hmm. For some reason, like, there was times where I either, like, took shrooms, and then I started, like, listening to some worship music, or there's other times where I was just listening to worship music, and then I began to snowboard as an act of worship mm -hmm. like it's so amazing that i'm riding down this mountain doing these things it's so amazing that i have this body capable of doing this mm -hmm. that i have to give glory back to the guy who gave me my body and gave me this ability and mm -hmm. that's god yeah. and he's giving me this this wonderful wonderful experience so I snowboard and like I freestyle as worship to him and that's just been how I kind of get lost into the freestyle trance mm -hmm. in a way because there's a lot of times when I'm so in the moment of freestyling that I don't even know what I'm doing mm -hmm. it's just flowing that's so cool it's just like whatever feels right at the moment mm -hmm. or whatever comes it'll come and that's like the those moments are like so beautiful in a way yeah because it's like just all presence like you're not thinking and i'm giving the glory to to something bigger than me it's not for me yeah and i think that's a lot of things for um like when i freestyle or when i snowboard a big part of it I have to, a big thing i have to fight is the ego because once you get good at snowboarding you you start thinking like oh i'm so good and that's like one of the things that kind of brings me back like oh I'm not snowboarding for me like this is to give glory to god yeah and that's just been my form of expression on the mountain yeah um yeah like yeah i mean it's different for everyone but i love that yeah. because so many people think of snowboarding as a sport which i do think of snowboarding as a sport but i also do think it's a form of style and expression as well because yeah. you have this opportunity to do certain freestyle tricks and even if it's something just like a 180 or like a tail press as you're going down like it doesn't have to be anything super fancy if that's not something you're capable of but it's still just you're out in the mountains you're like you're typically away from other people or just in your close-knit group of friends and you're just out in the fresh air just enjoying life and that's something so special that mm -hmm. a lot of us don't get anymore and I hate that, like, a lot of people take that for granted, that we have that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, being in the mountains is just something else. Like, the whole idea of, like, you know, being in such a beautiful environment, surrounded by white. Yeah. And 
like the views we get it's it's insane it's wild it's just so beautiful yeah and it's definitely a blessing like and that's that's kind of like what led me to this whole realization of like worship in a way because like every time i sit on top of a peak of a mountain and i look at creation just how beautiful it is how awe-inspiring it is it's like all kind of made for us to enjoy yeah and you're so, you're kind of losing out if you're not taking advantage of that in all honesty yeah. because we have so many opportunities to do that so why wouldn't we and it's so cool that we can then self-express ourselves on the mountain as well yeah. as just like going on a hike and like viewing it all like there's so many different things that you can do with that mm -hmm. which is cool well that's awesome um we're gonna close this out with one last thing what are three valuable tips that you've learned during your snowboard buttering journey that this audience would benefit from three valuable tips mm. first one definitely having an empty cup like chucking your ego out the door that that was like the most important thing for me to learn because if i did that from the very beginning i would not have only progressed a lot faster i would probably not have the injuries i have right now so emptying your cup and like starting with the basic fundamentals and training those basic fundamental movements and also just like i highly encourage anyone who's new to snowboarding to just like strap in at home and get used to the feeling of being strapped in yeah like even walk around new, yeah like... even if you're not new but just get used to walking around with your board like jumping around with your board and it's manipulating fun. it so yeah having an empty cup also will allow you to have that childlike mentality of learning from every single session or every single rep or every single thing you do you could kind of learn and get better from it and also prevents you from getting injured yeah so number one will probably be empty your cup number two um i would say have a strong body like you got to take care you got to build up your muscles and your tendons yeah. really really take care of your body like your body is your gift it's your it's this beautiful instrument slash machine that you've been given you have to take Good care about it not just by like working out but like what you eat yes what you consume like yep. mentally musically spiritually like all these things play a factor like the world has like so many things trying to influence you and trying to like put all these different things in you you have to be aware of what's coming in mm -hmm. because not all things are good yeah. yeah you have to be super aware of what's coming in and what's good for you. Yeah. you there's this saying that i heard from this doctor dr daniel amen and he said you really gotta look at the things you consume and ask if they love you back okay that's interesting i've never heard that before yeah. i like that though yeah because not everything loves you back like yeah. a lot of things you consume might actually be hurting you hurting you yeah yeah whether it's food or it's social media or honestly friends yeah yeah, mm -hmm. that's crazy. That's a really good thing to think about. I love that. Mm -hmm. And then let's see the third. There's so many. <laughs> what can I pick? But I'll also say um, one tip of progression is ride with a group of people that are like-minded. 
building that finding that community Mm -hmm. because like progressing together is so fun and it's also so helpful because like we were talking about earlier footage is Mm -hmm. one of the best ways you can progress yep and if you don't have if you're always writing by yourself you have no one filming you or no one can film you so if you have a group of people that you ride with they can constantly film you or even like yeah give you tips or yeah, people that are better than you that push you like yeah. if you have certain goals and these people have already done it like if your goal is to do a 360 and these people are already good at it then you ride with these people and they they push you to this next level obviously train first make sure your body's capable but then you have the ability of like bouncing ideas off of someone like what did i do wrong there what should i do next like mm-hmm. that helps tenfold yeah yeah totally and to do that you have to be like unafraid of maybe asking people yeah. or just walking up to people and like asking for help yeah like that's how that's how you kind of can meet friends sometimes you just open up i feel like for some reason in socal a lot of people are like stuck in their own little bubble of snowboarding they kind of come to the mountain by themselves they snowboard by themselves and they kind of leave themselves so not being scared to like go up to other people and make friends because we're all like we all love the same thing at the end of the day so we should have like this common thing bringing us together yeah and i think like ask just like reaching out asking or even like asking people online like yeah, there's tons of like Facebook groups that you yeah. could meet up with people. And I mean, I like to think about it as if someone <clears throat> came up to me and asked for help, like I would be so stoked to help them. So mm-hmm. you have to think about it like that. If someone came up to you, like, of course you would help them. So yeah. more times than not, it's going to be the same way with someone else. Yeah, so, definitely. All right. Well, awesome. This has been super informative and I've loved every second of it. Yeah, so, that was super cool. <laughs> yeah, it was really fun. So um, if any of you guys are listening, um, Kai just... Go ahead and tell everyone how they can find you, what platforms you're on, and yeah, we'll end it with that. So you can find me at The Butter Dojo, all lowercase, no other extra letters or like parentheses or anything, special characters. The Butter Dojo on Instagram, on TikTok, and on YouTube. That's awesome. Perfect. Well, that will end the first episode of the Shredcast. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah, let's get it. (laughs)